like it's my first time again man but it is in all for all intents and purposes you know what i'm saying new day new beginning new episode man black broadway podcast yo thank you to everybody for the continued support the continued love the continued interest in what's really going on with this podcast with this city with all the things that are happening in this town that i've you know originally set out to bring the light to, and also, you know, on a more personal level, like, what's up with me? Like, you know what I'm saying? I realized that, like, you know, when you do something like this creatively, you know, you put yourself out there. You put yourself as a person who's available for, you know, public, you know, consumption, you know what I'm saying? And this is, like, a real thing. This is my life. This is summer 16, man, which was insane, yo. We gonna talk about it all on this brand new episode of, you know, Black Broadway Podcast. I'm just super excited to be back, man. Super excited about all the dope shit that's happened this summer, man. Like, because for real, it was more good than bad. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, in a way, the bad was just like, you know, the mental stress of just like, man, for lack of a better way to put it, fuck it, being black in America, man. This shit has been tiresome this summer, yo, from the beginning of the summer all the way up into our current position and our current day right now on the eve of a whole reality star dating a whole, I mean, not dating, debating a whole war criminal on primetime TV, and it's just, here we are, man. This is what we got to deal with right now. But fuck all that. Like I said, man, it's Black Broadway, nigga. <laughs> like, Summer 16, thank you to everybody that's ever, like, clicked on that SoundCloud link or clicked on that iTunes link and listened to any episode, man. And I've been noticing, like, the numbers just been growing. It's like people been, you know, retroactively getting hip. And that's what we want, man, because, I mean, I like to think this shit is timeless. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything that we're talking about right now, if nothing else, could be referred to as, like, a time capsule of, you know, what we actually going through in America, in D.C., today, right now, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like I said, moving forward, we're just going to give you more of that. That's the goal as far as the content of Black Broadway Podcast. That's the goal as far as, like, where we want to, you know, push people's mind state, you know? Like, what's really happening? What's relevant? What's going to have a serious impact on your real future, man. Like, fuck what's happening in, you know, trap rap or whatever, or what the Kardashians or, you know, whoever's having a baby by who is doing, man. Like, that shit is cool, but, like, there's a lot of other things that you really, really want to be concerned with. Even to the extent of, like, I love how, like, my favorite hip-hop podcast, because, you know, I'm a hip-hop head, and that's really, like, what inspired me to more or less get into this is that, you know, I love the the story of hip-hop. I love the whole entire culture, and I love how it all comes together to create, like, you know, these classic musical moments that, you know, can't be denied and move people across the world. But I digress. When it comes to podcasting, we're talking about guys who can get on there and really tell their story and tell how 
such and such got created or how such and such that was a big cultural phenomenon like came to be. And I feel like, you know, on a level of hip hop and all of that, that's cool. But there's also like a lot of people who do a lot of other things and a lot of real shit, you know what I'm saying? And I would, I'd like to discuss, but then again, you know, I know, I know the rules. Like we don't really, don't really talk about that, but it's very, very relevant to like, you know, the current state that we find ourselves in as like a city, as a country, as a community, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have to take a look at our past in order to, you know, analyze or live out our future. And, you know, Black Broadway is home, man. It's a chance to do all of that. It's a it's a, a forum and a platform for not only me to just, you know, examine and dig deeper into that particular subject matter, but for anybody that we have on this platform, for anybody that we actually, you know, invite to Black Broadway, they got a, sh- a story to tell. They got something to contribute. They got something to say. And it came a point in time where it was just like, yo, I got a lot of stories and stuff that I, I want to tell and a lot of people that I want to invite and say what they want to say. But <clears throat> I need to refine my message. I need to refine... I need to not get so caught up in just pumping out content. I need to really get caught up in what I'm what I'm trying to say and what does this all mean, you know? And to be honest, you know, it was it just felt like I needed to step back in order to do that. Like I needed to not do it for a minute. I needed to really, really figure out what was going on, man. Shout out to everybody that helped and that participated in making Black Broadway the shit. Like, man, fucking my man, Dre Black, man. 100 grand, man. Big shout-outs to Dre Black, man. I see you out here living, my dude. Keep it up, man. And big shout-outs to my man, Vito Bronson, my brother, man. Know this guy since, you know, we was in, like, what, 7th, 8th grade, something like that, man. You know what I'm saying, man? My man, Vito Bronson, I just want to be the first to announce this or Black Broadway, or the podcast. You got your first podcast shout-out here. Shout-out to my man for becoming a new dad of Xander Williamson. What was that, like August 3rd, 2016, man? Shout-outs to my man, Zay, Vito Bronson. It's my guy right there, man. And we talked, man. We, we chopped it up. You know what I'm saying? We still brothers, man. Yo, we're going to have a real good... uh discussion over here on these airwaves about, you know, all the things that life bring your way, man. This is my guy, man, for real, yo. Much love to Vito Bronson. Much love to the whole family, man. More life, yo. So, you know, here we are, man. What was I gonna say, man? It was a whole lot of fun. Summer 16 was a whole lot of fun. Like I said, man, you know, it's serious. I can get serious and be serious, blah, blah, blah. But, Yo, at the end of the day, man, I don't know, man. I went to fucking everything. <laughs> like, we did everything this summer, yo. Started off with, like, Diplo, man. I mean, I went to see Diplo at Echo, Echo Stage. I really realized, like, rave culture is a, a real thing. And it's not even just rave culture. It's like, whatever, that EDM, that shit is serious. Like, I... I hadn't really experienced it on that level before. And Echo Stage is a pretty damn big venue, a huge venue, in fact. But the fact that that's considered tiny is ridiculous. Because in this world, people are like, man, filling out 100,000 arenas and shit like that. It's, it's nuts, yo. I still got my rave bracelets, man. Shout outs to the, all the people that I met at the rave who I still follow on Snapchat for no fucking reason. But, you know... We all live weird lives. It's, it's kind of awesome to see every now and again. Shit's crazy. I like it, man. You know what I'm saying? So that was like the beginning of my summer, man. Then I pulled off at like damn near all the concerts. You know what I'm saying? Like DC was really, really lit up this summer with concerts, man. We had Summer 16, Drake and Future at the Verizon Center. This was my first year going to concerts at the Verizon Center. I never really... I never really did like the big stadium tour joints, you know what I'm saying? I never was really imp- that impressed by that particular situation. But this year I went, you know, I went to a few. And I was like, damn, this is kind of dope, man. You know what I'm saying? Drake and Future out here, killing it, Summer 16. All what you expect it to be, you know what I'm saying? I love Drake. I love Future. 
It was lit. What do you? What else is there to say about that, man? That shit was incredible. I tell you, I did go to St. Pablo at Kanye just to skip down the line a little bit further down the summer, but going to that St. Pablo was a whole different type of going to a concert in a stadium experience. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like the big stage with the big backstage and you know, cutting off a, a quarter of the arena or whatever. It was really like, yo, it wasn't a bad seat and it wasn't like anywhere where you couldn't really see exactly what he was trying to get going on. That energy of that crowd, just the people that was right under him. It was brilliant. That shit carried the show. It really did. People were underneath this man going crazy all night. And it was just, how could you not say that that's a party? Even if you're in the stands and you might not even particularly enjoy it. You're going to see 10,000 people below him with the spotlight on him, jumping around, going crazy. You know, that's a good show. He, he like, kind of took the focus off him. That was dope. But anyway... That was like concert season. Of course, you know I'm a, I'm a lover of music festivals, man. I always got my favorites. I got Made in America. Of course, I went to Made in America and seen. Oh man, that was that was quite the mission, man. Shout out to Box, man. My man Met. We went hard on that one. Didn't even want to go. Didn't even think I was gonna go, man. Sometime like three in the afternoon, we just skirt pull off. Here we go. We're going to Philly. Made it up there in record time. Had to, you know. Use the finesse, all the finesse in the finesse game possible to just slide in there, and it worked out. And it was one particular security who was hating. She was like, she just was not having that at her gate. And we was like, all right, cool. You're not the only gate. You're not. A, luckily for us, you're not our only option. But anyway, of course we was in there. And of course, when it was time to leave, I just happened to look and see her still at her post like a good employee, and I say, oh yeah, that's the way we leave it. We had to stun on her one time. It was, it was an epic moment. Caught it on video, <laughs> I laughed all the way back to DZ off that shit. Cause it's not even, it's not possible. You're not gonna stop the flow. But anyway, Mae was incredible. Travis, Rihanna, Chains and Wayne. I mean, just incredible lineup. You know what I'm saying? Lil Uzi doing it for the hometown. It's, it's that high energy shit. Like, Made in America is always a good time, man, for real. One of the times I really love Philadelphia. Oh, man. Speaking of that, shout out to Vanity Grad Strip Club. I don't even know where that's at in Philly, but it's somewhere out there. It was lit. That was, look, that's the first strip club I've ever been in where they actually encourage you to Snapchat. Like, bits had filters, you know, part of my language. <laughs> Yo, all the dancers, these chicks had filters, like their own individual birthday party, whatever the fuck, whatever's going on, yo. I'm like, are you serious right now? It's ridiculous. Snapping up a storm at the Vanity Grand Strip Club. Cash only, baby. We don't take no cards. I said, damn, Vanity Grand. They wasn't playing. It was cool, though, man. It was, kinda, it was a good time, yo. Smoking there. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't even know you was getting down like this, Philadelphia. It's a whole different thing. You know, always go to my joints. Um, I can never remember the name of this cheesesteak joint, but it's on, I think they call it Passaic, and I go to that joint all the time. Every time I go to Made in America, I go to that joint. It's a hood joint. It's official. I ain't pulling no moves like the game, pulling up at Geno's or Pat's. I'm not even from Philly, and I know that. You don't do that. Like like dude said, that's like going to New York and like say I'm, I pulled up, nigga, I'm I'm on thirty-fourth and seventh. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're Times Square, you're ridiculous. It's like saying meet me at the Washington Monument and come throw hands. Get out of here. You're not in DC. You on a tour. And that's what's up. <laughs> but but don't fret, alright? Like so know yourself, man. But anyway, back to Philly. Great town, great time. Other festival I went to this year for the first time ever, which took me on a whole nother loop, Afropunk, man. Incredible experience with the Afropunk this summer in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. And that was just dope, man. Pardon me, Afropunk Festival was at Fort Greene. I was staying. I got the Airbnb in the stock. Now, 
I spent a lot of time in New York in my lifetime, man. A lot of time in New York. But to be honest, if you spend most of your time in Harlem or Queens, you don't really know shit about Brooklyn. And even if you go to Bro- to Brooklyn, there's certain people in Brooklyn, we hanging out with one of the homegirls. She's from Canarsie. She don't know shit about Bed-Stuy. Like, <laughs> she don't know where everything is. It's just that big. It's just that spaced out. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things that, like, it was like an adventure for me. And I had fortunate to have the most beautiful company. You heard her on a previous episode of Black Broadway, XYZ. We roll. Me and Z, we roll. We got it popping in a... Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, woke up. My block was like the coolest block you could possibly stay on. That joint had a Jamaican restaurant, a liquor store, a bodega, and a bar. So it was like, yeah, where do we have to go for real? Even though we ended up going everywhere, we just, you know, we had the greatest experience just sitting, being on the block and just being in the Airbnb, little loft, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of dope. So it was like, all right, we get to experience a little bit of, gentrified slash hood bed style, you know what I'm saying? Like, we had a fancy restaurant where you could get, like, gentrification sandwiches, and, like, up the block, I bought four nickel bags from a nigga at 10 o'clock in the morning, so, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, love was love, man. It was a great time. I was looking at shit like, man, this is pretty cool, but Afropunk Festival was, like, another level of love. Like, to imagine, like, to see all these black people just doing it so extravagantly and doing things so, so grand and such a grandiose scale. I heard this was like the largest one that they ever had. This was big, man. It was like really dope to see. It was really great to be around that energy. You know what I'm saying? Like I got to see some great acts. I got to see Bad Brains, which was big for me for being a DC guy. You know what I'm saying? And a guy who knows like, the history of punk rock and all of that and knows how important HR is to the scene. Like, I was like, damn, man, this is, you know, this is a privilege right here. So, hey, Afropunk, I saw some of the most beautiful black women. I saw some of the most eccentric, flyest outfits and, you know, get-togethers that I ever seen in my life. I seen some of the just most dope crowds, like, just, you know what I'm saying, crews of people that was on their shit, man, you know what I'm saying, I seen Combat Jack out there, one of my podcasting heroes, yo, shout out to Combat Jack, he was chilling, man, saw that whole little, um, LSN, um, network, um, booth or whatever, it was really cool, man, it was really good to just be around that type of vibe, man, bought several nutcrackers, oh, man, we took shrooms, oh, man, that was awesome, Yo, I had a shroom experience that was all positive. Yo, that ass, we just like laughed for like four hours. Like everything was funny for at least five hours. It was just ridiculous, yo. <laughs> and then even after that shit was still funny. We woke up in the water, ate saltfish and aki at the place on the corner, which she had never had before, and then just fell in love with that, which is, you know, super satisfying to put somebody on to something that they love. Like, yo, this shit is, I told you this shit was the truth. <laughs> Man, had a great all-around experience at that. You know, that was that was my festival life, though. I mean, like, after that, I was just like, man, what else did I do? Oh, Summer Spirit Fest. Can't forget Summer Spirit Fest. Oh, Summer Spirit Fest and the tail of the 50 wigs. <laughs> One day I'ma tell that story, yo. Fifty wigs, son. Fifty wigs. Just know. It's a funny ass story. <laughs> oh shit, man. Summer Spirit was dope. I only went for the second day. I went I would have went for the first day, but you know, I had seen all of the acts on that first day before and I heard they gave a hell of a show, but I had just seen them before and I was just like, yo, let me, you know, branch out a little bit. It's gonna sound ridiculous, but I had seen Janelle Monet and Erica Badu, you know, separately a couple of times before. So it was like, okay, I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to go to see Jill Scott and The Roots, who I hadn't seen a whole lot before. <laughs> I had never seen Jill Scott. And I might have seen The Roots like one time before. So I was like, all right, let me go to that. And then let me take my son. Took my son out there, man. It was dope. He 
loved it. He just got to experience like a whole concert. He kept on pressing me out about backstage. So, you know, I told him, man, I'm going to be lit one day, son, one day. But nah, on the real, like I grew up into that whole environment. My dad was a journalist. We really spent a lot of time backstage and I spent a lot of time like not really being impressed with backstage. But, you know, I think my son, he deserves to have that same experience and see it the same way that I see it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like a lot of people have this this aura about the whole thing. And it's not really that. It's just like, you know, a lot of motherfuckers working. And literally and figuratively. People working, trying to work angles. People literally moving boxes and carrying big-ass cables. And you know what I'm saying? This, that, and the third. But it is a certain amount of, you know, intrigue with that and it was funny to just see him be so intrigued with like everything that goes on at a concert like oh man look at the background and you know look at the you know the drummers and stuff and how they move this equipment in and out like i was like yeah that's the kind of shit that we might pay attention to but we really don't you know that's the time when we thinking about getting that next drink or rolling up that j or whatever it may be he was just fascinated with it all so that was like a good good experience get to take him to something like that and get him to see all of that i mean you know it was it was summer 16 man it was really a good opportunity a good chance for growth a good chance to do all the fun shit (laughs) and you know enjoy it because you know life was life was moving at that pace you know what i'm saying had Z in a real good camp, had Zaire in a real good camp this year, you know what I'm saying? I had a lot of positive things going. And I was paying for all of that shit too. So, so at the end of the day, hey, get money. And, you know, definitely concentrated and focused and refined approaches to get money. And it's just about, like, not losing your creative spark and not losing sight of what you love to do in this quest to get money because you know getting money is it's always going to be there it's, it's something that you definitely are blessed in america to have an opportunity to do more often than not you know what i'm saying you just gotta put yourself in the right position but with a, a project like such as this you know you have to be inspired you have to find that creative spark within you that makes you want to contribute something on this level and and that's just what i i want to do i realize it takes it's going to require me being a little bit more open as a person which despite popular belief i'm really not like a lot of people think they really know me like (laughs) i'll be laughing like shit (laughs) like you do not know shit about me but thanks for playing you know what i'm saying because what can you do you know what i'm saying like i mean you know who i am as, as far as the energy that I give off, you know what I'm saying? Nobody really knows anybody else in, intimately in that way unless they have that intimate bond and that relationship. And one of the worst things that you could do is mistake the type of bond that you have with a person and, you know, give that some type of weight within your life and how you deal with that person or, or your decision-making process because, yo, you don't, that's something that is not easily, you know, understood. That's something that's not easily deciphered. You can't just say, oh, yeah, I know this motherfucker. That's how people get hurt, yo. So I want everybody to just relax and just know that, hey, if you don't see me enough, if you don't hear, even if you don't hear me enough, just know I'm living, yo. I'm living my life. I'm taking care of the things that I got to take care of, man. And I really appreciate any support and love or attention that you throw my way because, hey, man, it could have been nothing. It, it didn't have to be none of that. And I'm really, really thankful <clears throat> that all of this, all of the, uh, I guess all of the effort that I put into, like, even sparking this idea has led to something. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just going to keep on pushing because I know that it can lead to a lot more. And I know that we all got a lot more to contribute and say. Like, my goal is to have, like, people come on and really be themselves and really talk that shit about how they got from 
you know, A to B, from the bottom to here, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Because D.C. is changing so much, and this city is turning into such a, uh, a, I don't even know how to put it, such a zone of separatism, like, where it's either you have it or you don't. And if you don't have it, you're not, not only are you not going to be here, you're not even going to be close. So you really need to find a way to capitalize on your gifts, your talents, your resources, your networks, and put yourself in a position where you can be here so we can preserve this fucking culture. Because, yo, without it, they will have us up out of here, yo. Go-Go. Go-Go is already in the Museum of African American History. Which shout-outs to them, they just opened. How could I end this without even talking about that? That's a huge thing that happened in the town this past weekend. The Smithsonian National Museum of African American History and Culture opened finally after, one would say, a hundred or so years of being delayed but you know, here we are, man. And it happened, it, man. We had like huge crowds. We had all the dignitaries in town, man. Shout outs to my man Dub Ellington, West Felton, Raheem Devon. They were out there at the Smiths at the Kennedy Center at the um, dignitaries dinner and fundraiser co fundraising concert. Should I say? I mean, everybody was here, man. It was great to see black people rally around that cause. Now, you know, I could come in with a more pointed analysis of the situation and say that, like, yeah, that's really great that, you know, they let us finally put up a museum about, like, us specifically when they've kind of, like, excluded these things from the museums that are almost, you know, overwhelmingly about them. Like, we're talking about the same country. We're not even talking, <laughs> like... We, how can you walk into a Museum of American History and not have a whole Museum of African American History worth of content right there? Like, how can... I, I just don't understand. But at the end of the day, you know, small steps, progress, you know what I'm saying? And don't really worry about people who are invested in your oppression or marginalization, like, giving you a, a bigger platform to tell this story. Because at the end of the day, it's coming through their filter too. So that's it's kind of like bullshit. So like you don't you don't necessarily need your story told by them. Acknowledgement is good though. I I'm all with that because I don't like to be not acknowledged. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for the acknowledgement. Stop killing us, please. Appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Stop killing black dudes in the streets. Stop. You know just generally shitting on us in court and all of that, maybe think about paying us, especially black women, somewhere in the neighborhood of the amount of money that y'all making, and then I might feel a little bit better about things. That's usually my response to people when they say, like, you got a black president, are you happy? Like, nah, like, <laughs> let me go down the list of a few things that would make me a little bit happier than a black president. You know what I'm saying? But, hey, what else are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? You got to kind of take the entire picture here, look at it from a macro level. <laughs> it's popping. It's lit. In, it was lit in D.C. this weekend, and we got a whole museum full of black shit that we're giving people props who deserved them for years, for decades, for centuries. You know what I'm saying? So big up to everybody that donated money and donated time and just support in their spirit to make that happen. Black, white, brown, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Everybody who made that happen, that your accomplishment is not for naught. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, that was pretty much the summer. The summer 16, the Black Broadway experience, you know. Oh, man. One more thing. Gotta shout out everybody at my favorite bar, Marvin's, the goddamn holiday party. Best experience. <laughs> that might have been the most lit situation of the whole summer, man. That shit was great. Can't wait till we do it again, man. Yo, we got another episode of Black Broadway up 
on the airwaves, on the internets, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And it's not going to stop. i tell you what I'm going to do as a bonus, just to show you, you know, we, we still moving. My homegirl, my peoples, go back from day zero. Howard, she was a freshman at HU. Um, Jessica Brown, she is a new author. She just wrote this book called How to Pay for College When You Broke. You know what I'm saying? And it's about you know, basically how you can get any kind of funding that you need for your post-secondary education without overextending yourself. And a lot of people, you know, that's important to a lot of people. Hey, I went to college and I feel like it really helped me. I didn't graduate, but I feel like going to college really allowed me to even be able to, you know, hone certain skills or be even more interested in honing certain skills. And advancing my education or advancing my train of thought in certain ways so you know it's really really important to like you know take that time and you know do this shit like really like go to school and if you're gonna go to school don't fuck around don't go broke you know what i'm saying jessica's got the keys yo and not only that she's a wild chick yo she's super cool man she tried to play super super tight on me on this episode of black broadway because you know She's like, yo, we got to protect the brand. I'm like, yo, protect the brand. I totally agree with that. But in the future, we're going to let it rock. We got to let it fly on Black Broadway. That's what I'm about. Because I want everybody to know that it's regular people. We do regular shit. You know what I'm saying? We go to musical festivals and take shrooms. We do regular shit. Don't be ashamed of any of your you know, recreational or leisure activities as long as you actually take the time to make a real contribution to society. And if you're doing that, fuck what anybody else say about anything else you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have real things in my life. You know what I'm saying? I have a real job. I have real kids. I have real responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't really care about all the fake shit. And I see a lot of fake shit in the streets and I see a lot of fake shit on the internet and so on and so forth and I just really don't care like I look at people who concern themselves with like their quote unquote haters and all this that and the third like I don't who cares bro like and why would I even spend time concentrating on imaginary entities that don't like me when I can focus on real entities that love me you know what I'm saying so Fuck all that dumb shit. Fuck all that negative shit. It's Black Broadway, man. Just know it's been extremely positive over these last months. And if anybody's missed you, missed me, should I say, I missed y'all 38 times as much. Because, you know, hey, I'm out here. Like, I'm just trying to make a mark and contribute to the culture like everybody else, for real. I'm just doing it in the best way that I know how. So, man, thank you once again for tuning in to Black Broadway Podcast. I got to give y'all this interview with Jessica, man. I'm going to drop this in on y'all in the second half of the show. And she's going to let y'all know, man, how we get it done. And like I said, you're not at the table, you're on the plate, man. So remember, you got to get yourself focused and get out here and make your mark in the world. This is Black Broadway Podcast. Till the next time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Travis Scott, Tugger, Tugger, baby. I want four. I call your whore. Just a fucking short. I just went got my door. Pulling off and I'm gone. Then I go up before.
about it, bitch. I stacked it up, now I'm just better living. Got screws in my mouth, I'm just repping it. I'm fucking this cash, I'm not celibate. I'm packing it out like a reverend. I need all this cash, I got hella kids. I'ma play dumb and get left in the middle. Back the fuck up, you too little. Hit him with three like a miller. I don't talk to no man in the middle. I don't talk to no man, I'm just kidding. But I did pay my sister tuition. I feel lucky, I should play the lottery. Walking out with it like Sunday listen. Mama told me I'm her brightest star. Mama told me don't hate on the law. Because everybody got a job. Because everybody won't be a star. Real shit. Real shit. Please believe every motherfucker right here won't be a part. She gon' do anything in her power to be with your boss. Pick up the phone, baby. I know you're home, baby. It's free. I'm in the zone, baby. Straight up. I just bought up a phone, baby. Yeah, yeah. Never will I cheat on you. Never will I keep it greasy. Blowing a bag on you. Hitting the block and I'm bleeding Throwing that rollie on you I like the way you be breathing yeah. Pick up the phone, McCall the cooking, baby, I'm alone I thought I was right, then I had to man up, I was wrong I hate when we fight, she in love with the pipe I draped her up in ice, I put my phone ice Birds in the trap, sing by McKnight Percocet and codeine, please don't take my life She had a dream with Celine No phone and I'm shooting dice. Wrist pull back cut dice. And I'm loving all races. Hell nah, don't discriminate. Drinking on clean sanitizer. I just seats with the frog eyes. If I ever call your phone, baby, better believe it's only one time. Pick up the phone, baby. Shouts to Jeffrey out here. Pick up the phone, baby. <laughs> hey, yo. See, so now I got Jess in her college girl mode, man. She's like, yo. we let now. Yo, second half, Black Broadway podcast, yo. Second half. Oh, no, Broadway. we back. We're back. You know We're what I'm saying? We're going to ease into this thing. You know what I'm saying? Just a little slowly, you know, because, like, we was about to have a whole, like, presidential debate in here right now. I was like, ho, ho, ho. Hey, hey, ho. Hey. Hey, hey. Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> so we going, we back go. though, Jess, come on. Yo, like I said, Jess is out here actually with a real life positive brand. Like not on no bullshit, not on, you know, she not selling flat tummy tea. She not out here, you know what I'm saying, pushing um, Instagram teeth bleachers and none of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know whatever else these thoughts is. The Instagram boutique with the... With the cut-up dress. That's Ain't not it. That's not you're not doing none of that. Ain't doing that. Jess has a real brand called College Girl. College, what? G-U-R-L? G-U-R-L. Okay. Like, yeah. like, like URL. Like, yeah, exactly. Like URL, like website. Right. You got collegegirl.com. Exactly. Collegegirl.com is, okay. is an online resource. I'm okay. all about teaching students and families on how to make the best informed decisions okay. around finance and the post-secondary education. Okay. You know, and with, Is it just for girls? No, college girls for everybody. It's just right. college girls supposed to be like my nickname, you All know. Right. Okay. Instead so of calling you. me Jessica, oh. you know, I want to be known on college campus <laughs> Jessica. as college girl. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh my God, that's college girl. You know what I'm saying? Oh. As rappers are called different <laughs> names, you know. Jeffrey, you know we just shouted out Jeffrey. Like a thief in the night, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm... You know, here, here we are. You know? Here we are. I ain't mad at you. You college girl. Let me not, you know, pour salt on your dreams. Out here. <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, college girl. We, we out doing. here. Tell them what the organization is about, though. Tell them what you guys actually. What do you do? What do you girls do? What do you know? Well, I mean, I'm the only girl, okay. you know, because I'm college girl. All right. And uh, college girl, you know, like I said, is you know, I'm just out here really teaching people how to pay for college. You know, I've worked at a lot of prestigious institutions, mm -hmm. you know, HBCUs, you know, mm -hmm. um, for-profit institutions as well. And I know the struggles that students and families are going through across the world. Just getting that money. Just trying to get the money 
you know, yeah. I'm especially like, you know, international students, you know, they really want to come to America. That's to the go only to reason I went to college because, yo, the principal, like, dad, I think, you know, Statue of Limitations or whatever, but the, the principal was stealing money from the school, and my parents called him out on the graduation being so terrible, and because oh, no. of this, he sent me money to go to his alma mater. I mean, he knew I was smart. Like, I ain't right. had any kind of grades. But, like, money was an issue. Like, right. it was. A, I was in the financial aid office, like, seriously stressing out, dealing with that. So you helping students, like, pull through that? Are you helping like I mean, that? I, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I... Is that what you do, like, for, for a living? I mean, I am still a nine-to-fiver. I still work at an institution. Hey, you know, I still gotta, process financial aid every single donuts, day. Yo. You know, on top of being an entrepreneur, you know, okay. I pursue college girl, and I wrote a book Okay. entitled How to Pay for College When You're Broke, which yes. is... How which, to Pay for College When You're Broke. The ultimate guide for students and families to finance a post-secondary education ultimate guide yo yes like you know right now you know student loan debt is more than credit card debt right now student loan debt is, is it debt. true that that's good debt i mean not necessarily because at the end of the day many people going to school know they don't have a means to pay for it I you know i mean and then you also have to think and you have to that's what i'm talking about these gifts that god bestowed upon you is that you know if god wanted you to really be a makeup artist or to you know um become some form of entrepreneur you know or um a trade you know not many of these uh, these careers make you have a mandated degree mm -hmm. you know and then you have so many students you know that have paid for these expensive degrees that are now just doing what Worthless. they love to do yeah. you know mm -hmm. which is completely opposite of what they study and they got that they still got paid right you know and, and then they still have to pay their loans back yeah. so you know you know, it's it's for me. It's imperative for students and families to be smart because you can go to community colleges, and many right. of these community colleges have professors that mm -hmm. teach at Harvard, that teach Absolutely. at uh, the top HBCUs, that teach at all these different Absolutely. predominantly institutions. No you know, they teach at. I ran into some smart-ass community college professors in my lifetime. Right. So, I yeah. mean, many of them are adjuncts. You know, yeah. so never underestimate the quality of an education. And many community college programs have it to where though. You do two years there, you get at least, you know, a certain GPA. Right. You'll be able to go to a four-year institution for I mean, free or on a learn, scholarship. You're going to learn what you need to learn. It's not going to be home. Homecoming is not going to be lit, but, you know, what I the mean, fuck I mean, but ever? that gives you ability to travel, and that <laughs> right. gives you the ability you to, to see you the know, world because live. you are able to save money. Right. You know, so look how many more opportunities can be potentially afforded to you because you are able to save money Absolutely. and to do different things that you Absolutely. wouldn't be able to do. You know, you're going to an education that's fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year you're only getting thirty thousand let's say in scholarships and that's being nice mm -hmm. you know you're still coming up with an additional 30 plus your travel from wherever you're from mm -hmm. you know your monthly and daily expenses of making mm -hmm. sure your toiletries your dormitory and all that stuff is kept up you might want to eat something that don't come out the couch god forbid you want to go to a concert and buy a wig for homecoming <laughs> right. you know Copping wigs for homecoming. You said you wanted to talk about on that. On a 4.6% interest is that, rate. Is that really like a thing? Like, is that what a concern? What do you mean? I mean, I went to I Howard. I mean, I know. I'm, you might. She, I went to Howard University, okay? There's no slacking well, over there. I mean, at the end of the day, you be on a Pell Grant alone. Your parents got <laughs> cash. At the end of the day, you ain't going to know. You coming through with cash. Through. You coming through. You need, you at the end of the day, homecoming, right. you done showed your stripes. <laughs> and hopefully you did it right. Okay, you know, okay. but at the end of the day, who's to say that you did anything right? Who do you have to prove anything to? You know, like when I was going to, to school, I got to a point where I don't have to prove to these students, you know, who I am, where I'm from. I mean, none of that stuff. Like, I integrate with Jersey. the people. I'm from Jersey. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, Jersey. I integrate with the people. You know, I'm just out here in D.C. having a good time, trying to uh -huh. go to school, trying to secure my education and be who God and my family wanted me to be, yeah. you know, and, and really trying to find my inner self. You know, senior year of college, I got hit by a car crossing the street. Oh, you know, I had that. to, I was on a cane going yeah. to class. I had to go. Still whipping the Zito, though. Hey, you know, <laughs> turn down for what? Jump on one leg. Jump on the Zito. I only got on the left leg, leg you know. Leg. 
yo, what's going on? I mean, I only had the left leg. They had a gray cane, some cane that they gave me, like, from Those was your most turnt years. But at the end of the day, I mean, they were. But at the end of the day, you know. Nah, you get greater later. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I went through a lot, you know, being yeah. physically yeah. knocked down. You know, next thing you know, you're feeling emotionally knocked down, spiritually yeah. knocked down. And yeah. how do you recover? How do you rebuild? You know, and you don't really have a job. And, and I studied broadcast journalism, so I'm supposed to be doing Absolutely. these internships with these cameras and hustling, bustling, and going to catch stories for these opportunities that I couldn't now secure. Mm -hmm. You know, so then when I finally got back on my feet and I finished, I had to do an additional semester, mm -hmm. it was just like, I got to a point where I just need to find a job. Right. You know, so I got my first job, ended up in financial aid. <laughs> and I was taking phone calls, learning how to package. And then when I started to get all these emails from students from all ages, all cultures, all around the world, you know, I started to say, man, I have a gift, uh -huh. you know, and I can catch. I got an opportunity to I help some people. I have an opportunity. Yeah. I have an opportunity to help some people. And you hear people's story, like, you know how real it is. Like, sometimes financial people aid just try is to get more their kid money. into college. It's I, I didn't heard some stories. Look, I know I'm just trying to get shorty in college, you know what I'm saying, before something happened. You know, like real life. Like but I at was, the end of the day. I was in that position. But at I the end know. of the day, it gets to a point where as us as a people, yeah. us as a culture, as a community, you know, if post-secondary education is something that we want our children to secure, remember, we had slaves that were reading at night from from nightlight and would get whipped uh, if Massa found out that they education. were reading. So I, never undervalue that nah, education and, and begin I, to say I, I take issue with the way that education is priced, the way it's dispensed, the way it's allocated. It's I, ridiculously I, expensive. I, 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 I take issue with the way that education, even just from an elementary level, is is portioned out to the public. I mean, you know I agree. Saying? And I know that you even work within the inner fibers of the inner, inner fibers of the financial aid system, so you see how these PWIs get mad money. They get mad. But at the end of the day, it's up to us to get to get, get the money. The money. Right, you gotta get to it. We have there's to get to of, it. We get to the point there's where a lot we of impediments don't want to do scholarships. We don't it's a lot of hurdles, but you can get to the money. The money is you got. $100 million last year with unclaiming scholarships. Are the keys in this book? I got the keys, the keys, the keys. Let, okay? The if keys you want to understand the, book, the keys of this of this yo, life on how all to my finance. Homies, all, my, all my dudes who got, you know, teenage kids who want to, you know, um, send them to college. All my homies who are, you know, in that college age themselves, like, you know, t early 20s, just trying to figure out what you're going to do if you want to go to school, which I would highly advise, man, because, yo, school is lit, man. And, like, the things, not only the things that you learn, but the level of interaction that you have and the people that you interact with is what's really going to have an impact on your life, for right. real. So that's what it's all about, right. you know what I'm saying? I mean... I'm Kanye out here, you know, college dropout, but I'm definitely educated. And I don't think, you know, anyone can dispute that. And I'm definitely up to, you know, argue or fight whoever like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> but, nah, but nah, I'm just like, you know, we out here, man. Like, so, you know, don't be afraid to continue to pursue your education. And if you want to do it, don't go fucking broke trying to do it. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, at the end of the day, you can get cop a quality this book. education anywhere. You know, cop and this book. I would say cop the book. Cop the book is book. only about 110 pages. I where, get where straight can we to get the get point. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on Create Space. You can. It's called How to Pay for College When You're Broke. It's written by Jessica Brown. Crazy. You can, go to, you can go to my website. You can follow me on Twitter, College Girl G U R L J B. You can get more key, major keys on how to really do this. You know, I'm a, I'm 26 years old. I'm an entrepreneur. But you've been through the, the flames. And I've, been, and, I, and, and I've been through so much. I see, I see you. Man. I've been I remember, through so like, much. Just being, you know, Howard University is, everything is local out here to us. So, you know, so that's right around the way. So I've been seeing just all her years at Howard. I've seen her go through it all. She just stopped me on the street and be like, kill shit crazy out here. You know, whoopie whoop. And now, you know, I see you. Here we are. No matter what. Why? I'm out here swimming, dogging, paddling. Hey, you At can the tell. end of the day, anybody asks you how you doing, you always tell them you're doing great. Doing great. 
Positive. Positive vibes <laughs> all the That's time. That's my word. Positive. Positive vibes. Positive, yo. You, you stay prayed up. You stay, hey. <laughs> you, you stay believing in faith. You, you know stay believing saying? within your inner self. One thing I've realized about this journey is that sometimes we forget about the voice within ourselves. And at the end of the day, we can do this no matter what support that you, you don't have. If you don't have your family support, if you don't have your man, your girlfriend, whatever it is, at the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do for you because you was built for this. And at the end of the day, this is your destiny. This is ain't nobody else's life, nobody else's credit, nobody else's social security number, nobody else's face what? on a government issue ID. This is you. Preach. And at the end of the day, Preach. all you got is Preach. your name. Preach. So at the end of the day, Preach. keep your name Preach. clean, stay faithful, <laughs> and stay prayed up because that's the only thing I can tell you is the reasons how I've got here and that's the reasons how Akil has got here to present this to you today. So at the end of the day, I pray for you all. I pray you all get this book and support me in this Yo, movement. Where can we get the book, Jess? Amazon, Yo. Create Amazon. Space. You know, I'm, I'm out here. You can go to collegegirl.com. It'll take you to the links. I have many resources on my website, blogs hey, listen, that I write about. And I'm going to play nice on my social media accounts that I barely use. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate I'm so, you. Yeah, people be Shout nice. out to Black Broadway. I like Snapchat, though. I'm out here. <laughs> College girl doesn't have a Snapchat. Nah, you don't Instagram. need to. Look, Jesse, she kept it super official on the show today, and I appreciate that. But, Thank yo, you. I, I know her. So, you know, when the mic go off, it's going to be a whole other situation. College girl. <laughs> Shout out to college girl. Positive vibes. Pray for oh. everybody. <laughs> Learn how to pay for college. Be smart. Be debt free. Real talk. All you got is Please. your name in this life. And then pursue your dreams. And be serious about something. Please. All right? Take something serious. Fall, stand for you know something or fall for anything. Yo, I think, you know, I think with, with Pastor Brown over here has, you know, wow. let, <laughs> has let the church here. Mm -hmm. It's basically what, you know, Black Broadway is really about at its core, yo. And I'm so glad to be back. I'm so glad to be out here with y'all, man. Like, yo, this is what I love to do. I like, you know, I like to talk shit and like, Back Broadway, I, mean, I had so much hey, fun. Yo, stupid fun, yo. We're going to do this one more time, actually, you know, because look, how He's a homecoming. Trying. No, listen, how a homecoming is coming up, you know what I'm saying? Like, we got. I'm the major. I better be the co anchor for our homecoming. Look, you might. we might have to do live from mean, the you, app. What do you mean? Yeah, we will. We because at the end of the day, the that's app. how you make dreams come true. You always uh, say you, you are doing, not that you are about to do. Right. We are out here doing this. This it's is fun, our life. Bro. This is our destiny. This is our legacy. And this is what we be leaving behind for our community and our village. Absolutely. And that's why I'm back doing Black Broadway. Because I got to leave something behind, yo. This is what I got for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I got a lot more for you, too. But this is just the beginning Black of what Broadway. I have. Get this. Black Broadway. Black Broadway.